folks, welcome to Yelling About That Day. I am Carl Hess. With me, as always, Joel Miller. Howdy. Looking clean, looking healthy, approaching the end Thank of you. sober January. Yeah. The, you're in the home stretch, baby. Uh, I mean, sure, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how do you feel? I feel great. Check I mean, in. I, I feel like it's, I mean, I'll, I'm going to be going longer than, than January. Sober Joel watch. Yeah. I mean, I'm, so I'm going up to Ohio for a buddy's birthday in like the second or third week of, mm. of uh, February. Birthday parties are a tough situation so, for a sober lad such as yourself. Yeah. I mean, you know. Or they could be. Do a little mushroom. But you have an I'm going to have will. to drink. I'm going to have to drink. Yeah. That's true. 2022 is the year of the mushroom. So, yeah. so you, you know, know, definitely do that. But it's from I'll, the I'll earth, drink. baby. Yeah, it's I mean, from it's, the earth. It's good for you. It's healthy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'll probably, I mean, I'll definitely drink then, but I feel great, man. I'm, I don't even like crave it at That's all. That's great. I go out to dinner and I'm like, no, 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 no. I want soda yeah. water with a half an ounce of lime juice. Joel and I'm I, very specific. Joel and I went out to dinner uh, <laughs> last weekend to the newly reopened Here's Looking at You. Shout out to Here's Looking at You. It's great to have him back in the game. Yeah. It's not often that a beloved restaurant goes under I'm st- and this, then is this, able to resurrect themselves. This holds out hope for uh, Pacific Dining Car oh to come back. Oh, my God. Don't tease me. But they sold they sold the cow, and it just looks ter- uh, like I drove the by it the other day. gone. It's gone. But I drove by it the other day, and it's just like... they. It's just like boarded up and tagged. R.I.P. Pacific yeah. Dining Car. So many shady 1930s political deals were reached in that place, and now it's gone. It's lost to history. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. I mean, I, I'm you know, you never know. Maybe somebody like with a bunch bunch of money once the pandemic is over. Yeah, all these buys a space and like all these billionaires it. out there who are getting bad press for being fucking like assholes. Bezos lives in L.A. Like, do Buy it, man. Fucking yeah. Pacific Dining Car, reopen it. It would be it'd be nothing for you to do money wise, and then you have Dude. you're universally beloved. Yeah, you got, That's great PR, baby. Be- Bezos opens it. It's called Pacific Dining Car by Amazon. Yeah, for, and I it's know. like and it's like if you're an Amazon Prime member, right. you get like free valet parking. You can throw Amazon on the sign. Look, people will be pissed, but they'll still come, and we'll be able to go back to our favorite restaurant. But all right, Peter, that. But here's looking to use back. It was great to be in there. Uh, shout out to Lynn and Jonathan. And, uh, you know, I'm having cocktails. I'm having some wine. You're, you're staying strong. I'm very strong. And, but you had a great time. I, of course I had a great time. I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a naturally good time. So That's true. I don't need... Uh, you I don't, don't need, need alcohol booze. to have no. a good time. I, I do. Like, there are very now, because it's, it, it's so, like, normalized in my day-to-day, mm. there are very few times where I'm like, yeah, I could, I could go for like a glass of wine right now. Sure. But like now when I'm out, I'm like, I'm not even thinking about it. I'm like the nerd. I'm like, Hey, uh, do you guys have any like non-alcoholic beer? Do you have any C-lip here? <laughs> and everyone's like, no. Well, you know, we are kind of in this like uh golden age of non-alcoholic drink options. So for anyone who's cutting back or, you know, stopping, it is, it seems like it's easier than it's ever been. So, you know, obviously you should you should use alcohol to have a good time, but you shouldn't need to use it. Exactly. That's where that's where like you, you got to draw. Naturally, the line. a good time. Good time, Joel. That's what they used to call me <laughs> down at the docks. Called you good time, Joel. Sa- sailors. <laughs> Your days as a longshoreman. Yeah, the good, they're a good like, time, Joel. oh, we're putting a shore in L.A. We can hook up with good time, Joel. That's me. It's me. My hobo <laughs> name's Two Bindle Joel, and uh, my dock name is Good Time Joel. Every man, by the time he's in his late 30s, should have a hobo name yeah. and a doc and a doc name. And a yeah. doc name. Mine well, are very positive. What do the you sailors know what I mean? call you? Well, they call me Good Time Joel, yeah. and there's a good reason for it. I, I don't have a hobo name yet, but you know I I'm, I'm still have some time. I think your hobo name would just be Carl with a C. No, no. It's got to be like 
Boxcar Carl or like Box Carl. Mm, that's pushing it. Is it? I don't know, man. They're hobo names, you know. Okay. What do you? What, you know. I I I like. How about, uh, how about just like smelly? You know, stinky. All right. So you know how like some guys are like Memphis Slim, and then it's like Minnesota Fats. What if I'm just like L.A. Regular? Because I'm just a regular guy. I'm not slim. I'm not fat. I'm just regular. You're slim. Los Angeles. Well, you're slim. What about maybe I'm L.A. Slim? L.A. Uh, no, no, no. Okay. We'll I feel like it. if you're L.A. Slim, you have to have like a scar over your eye. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's like I have to become a hat character. guy. L.A. Slim's definitely a hat. And guy. right, and right now you're a hair guy. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm it's going... time to cut. It's time to cut that thing off. Wow. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm done with it. Okay. It's very. It's very distracting. Okay. What? You're being distracted by my luscious locks while we're trying to podcast. Is it's, that what you're saying? It's just too you're much. N- you're unable to focus. It's like worried something's gonna fly out of there. It's, it's clean. It's, baby. it's a lot. It's a lot. Well, actually, it's a lot. I, I wanted to bring this up. Funny you should mention it. You washed your hair. Hey. No, I don't use shampoo. You know that. I haven't used shampoo since 2003, probably. I, I don't. I don't. Can't even tell you the last time I used. Shampoo. But I have got on the Joel Miller program. I'm using olive oil, baby. Are you? Yeah. Dude, Italian bath. I started ba- using olive oil. Italian bath. Well, here's the thing. I, I've been using coconut. It makes you. It makes it so good. It makes it lustrous. It's I've been so using lustrous. coconut oil for many years when it gets dry. You know, oh, LA man. gets dry out here. And then I, I, you know, I got like some argon oil. It was like, oh, this is for hair. I was like, I'll try this. Sure. And I was like, let's just go right to the source. Yeah, dude. Olive oil. Extra virgin. And you know, you know I have the good stuff that I use to eat, so yeah. it's like, I'll just throw that right in my hair. It's good for inside your body. It's good enough for your hair, it's baby. it's good enough for my delicious salad, it's good enough for these these luscious locks. I wholeheartedly agree. Um, so, yeah, I've been doing it for the last two weeks. You know, not every day, just like when it gets a little bit dry. Yeah. I uh, need a little moisture in there. Um, we're in the dry winter months. It's... It's been very effective. I'm, I'm telling you, man. I'm, I was a huge proponent of this for, uh, for years. Years and years. Is this like, you think like this is what like everyone in Italy and like southern Spain does? No. No. <laughs> but their hair always looks good. Yeah. I mean, I would like to know how many... If, if you're an olive oil in your hair person, I'd love to hear from you. Um, There's like four of us out there. No, I don't know. I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Who because knows? I Googled it and like... It's a thing? There was a like thing? a thing. Like there were like articles in like Vogue and shit, like, you know, like women's like beauty sites, like talking about it. So it's like a thing. I don't know how many people are doing it, but it's out there. It's natural. There's like no like real smell. It smells good. I, I, yeah. I've been asking people, smell my hair. What does it smell like? And no one said olive oil. No. So clearly it's not like. What what do they say? Just they're like, it smells fine. It doesn't really smell like anything. (laughs) I don't use like scented products. So I'm just smelling like what you're getting is au natural. (laughs) That's just Carl, baby. That's I don't even Car- know what a, it smells Carl's like. That's Carl's musk. I mean, you know, I'm eating a lot of sardines, so I, it, I, I probably smell like sardines part of the day. I would imagine so, yeah. I mean, I'm up to like eating eight cloves of garlic a day, so I probably smell pretty garlicky. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I'm going, I'm going full Italian I, old man I, style. I, I, I ate a few cloves of raw garlic a day now too. I'm gonna play bocce. I'm gonna drink Campari. I'm gonna put fucking olive oil in my hair. I'm going full Italian You're old. You're gonna man. start smoking soon, man. It's gonna happen. I don't need a hobo name. I need an old Italian man name, and it's probably gonna be Giuseppe. Uh, I don't know. No, every guy I met in Italy was named Giuseppe. Every single one. Every single. N- every single man I met in Italy was named. Giuseppe even yeah. if you're not named Giuseppe like it you could if you just said hey Giuseppe you'd just be like yeah what's up it's just, it's just Giuseppe is just like Joe right I, you tell me jo- man Joe I, I don't know Joseph and anyway they would say just hilarious things that you would expect a Giuseppe to say like yeah my wife she wants me to stop eating the sandwich but I don't <laughs> uh, 
you know, I that was a that was a great talk I had with one Giuseppe. His he's, his wife told him he was eating too many sandwiches. And uh, he said he would stop, but then he used to be like, then I'd leave the house, i get a sandwich. I, I will say that at the Italian deli, the one I used to go to growing up in the valley, uh, the owner's name was Giuseppe. So There you <laughs> go. The fucking system works. His son was Pesquale. It, so there you shout, go. Shout out to deli. Uh, San Carlo Italian deli. Mason and Devonshire, man. Go get it. It's great. San Carlo special. That's, that's the move. I mean, you, if you don't have like a formative sandwich shop growing up, I feel like you've you didn't have a childhood. You were bereft. Like if you didn't ride bikes and you bikes did, is key. Riding bikes, sandwich shop, and just like a place that all your friends like gathered at. That's why I, you know, I like talk to people who grew up in California, like you, and I'm like, most people in California don't have basements. Like I spent my entire childhood like doing weird shit in the basement, but you didn't have that. We, well, I mean, where did we you go and do weird shit? My, my like friend's house, like okay. like we had like one friend, like he was like he was the, the basement was the, friend. It was the hub, you know. He didn't have a basement. He just right. had a really big, okay. long house. So yeah, like, you, need, you need places away from yeah, parents where yeah. you can do weird so shit. So he had like his, so he had his room was like on the other side of the house, and it was like right next to the pool that he uh, had. So like okay. we just everyone lived right. there, and he had bunk beds. Like he didn't have a other okay. person living there, but he had bunk beds. So like people slept over. Like you would hang out. You the need top, that like, whatever. Uh, and it was like mom was. He had, he had his own like phone line, Damn. and his like so he had a separate phone line from his parents. That's huge. So he would call his parents' phone line. This is pre like cell phone. Mom, phones can you bring shit. us some snacks? A million. Can you bring some snacks to the West Wing? No, a million percent yes. <laughs> his mom and and her like we would call her Momo. She was great, Maureen. You have a nickname it for the mom. And we you had got a, a nick- phone line. We had a, we had a, we had a nickname. Shout was out to Momo. Momo, and then his and then the dad was Cabo. Um, They're spoiling this kid, and I mean he's one of the best people on the planet too. You know, one, a great guy. Um, you know, the call and like you know, he'd be like, "Hey, mom, you know, like me and the like friends, me are and hungry. the boys want a pizza." But down that, you here. know what the thing? It was a very inclusive group of people because it wasn't just dudes hanging out. It was like there was there was gals there, it was okay. everyone. It was it was a, right. it was a hodgepodge of ah, people. You know. Very inclusive, you know. That sounds like a, a dream. So he was the original feminist. No know? basement, but you you were in the West Wing. Yeah, we were. I think it was actually no, it was the West Wing. If I'm looking at yeah, it was the West Wing of the house. It wasn't very. It was like a ranch style house, so it wasn't like huge, huge. It was just long. You right. Know what I mean, um, and, you know, it was, but it was great. I mean, we had that like it was a hub. You know what I mean? Like okay. everyone, it was, it was like. It wasn't like where are we going? It's like what time are we getting there? That's that's pretty rad. We didn't have that. Obviously, you know, ba- I, I, I go to friends' houses and we'd hang out in the because basement. Because I imagine that every basement has a pinball machine, and I don't know why. Absolutely I f- not. I feel like that's every wrong. basement has a pinball machine. And no, basement is where you're away from the parents enough to be like, yo, let's try to like watch the Spice Channel, or like you know, when you're a twelve year old boy, like there's like the one channel that's like porn but it's like scrambled yeah, Skinamax, baby. yeah and if you're like if we if you flip between the channels fast enough you can kind of see it or like yo i found my dad's playboy that's the kind of shit that's going on in the basement just, remember when boobs were like everything that was like the only thing that mattered it was like eating and then like if you could see a boob. remember <laughs> it's I'm, st- <laughs> I'm still trying to unscramble the spice channel right now so yeah i feel i feel bad for kids who grow up without basements but it sounds like you had a pretty good situation we had a good situation and we like you know a lot of us skateboarded and stuff so we were spending a lot of time like outside and like there was like a hub of like you know like a parking lot or a place that you would everyone would just go to. Just surly teens skating in a cul-de-sac, smoking weed, sma- skating in a cul-de-sac, <laughs> going to Seven Eleven, drinking Slurpees. That's a, that's actually a great childhood. Yeah, no, going to San Carlo Italian Deli, getting a San Carlo special, or we would go down the street. There was a place called Dandy's A Meal in a Bun. That was where you'd get hot dogs and burgers. I'm going back to Philly for the first time since 2016 for a wedding this summer, and like my first stop is going to be like my local. 
pizza and cheesesteak shop, Bella Italia. I got to go to Bella. Bella's like number one. What if it's closed that day? It's absolutely not closed. <laughs> they're open every day. Well, maybe we the pandemic get, hit them hard. You know, they're closed get, Monday, Tuesday. I mean, th- that would be a devastating blow. But uh, I'd, I'd, call I'd, ahead. I'd wait around. Reserve a seat. You know, you got your guys with the undershirts, with the gold chains, classic. Uh, we would get homeless guys. Just like really black to chest To buy hair. us beer. You know, they didn't really care. Um, it, and, and it was great. They had, you know... I'm gonna I'm gonna go in there and get a slice of cheesesteak pizza. Sounds sounds terrible. What is this a thing like where you would take a pe- a big piece of pizza and fold it around a cheesesteak? Is that like a is, no. or is that just like a stupid thing? That was like a stupid thing on the internet. Okay. Cheesesteak pizza is crust, cheesesteak, and then more crust on top. So it's kind of like a little sandwich, like a, a, a like a little sandwich pizza slice. See, we when we were doing no red sauce involved. When we were doing a pe- the pizza pop up, we did a, a Philly cheesesteak pizza. A, it was called the Filthy Cheesesteak. So was, was there sauce? It was cheese sauce as the as the layer. Yeah, okay, I like so that. So it was well, it was cheese sauce as the layer. Quiz? Yeah, okay. quiz basically. Okay. And then we would put a little bit of uh, of like you know mozzarella cheese on top of that too. I like, like that. Didn't have I like that. And then, you know, we would put like, you know, some like caramelized uh, shallots and, and mushrooms. That sounds great. Onions. Um, and then we would, uh, and then roast beef, like chopped up roast beef. And then we would finish it with more like fresh cheese sauce too. Right. Okay. And it was very good. I think the, I think it, 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 maybe the roast beef part, cause you need to kind of like sear it. The, the like, well, that's why you put it in the oven. I know, but so like, like it gets like the crisp. beef needs to come off the flat top gets, for a cheesesteak. It gets you it can't gets, just put in roast beef. You can't. You can't it's you, not roast for, beef in a cheesesteak. But we're using what we have, and we didn't have, have a flat, flat top. We didn't have a flat top. We had oh. two pizza ovens, and we right. had to make things work. Okay. And all that matters is that it tasted good. And I, I bet it was delicious. It was delicious. I mean, I think I've mentioned this on the pod before, but like, there is the pizza steak, which is just a cheesesteak that has pizza sauce in it. So I, that was a very popular item. Yeah. And then you have your cheesesteak hoagie, of course, which just has like lettuce and mayo and tomatoes on it, which is also fucking great. Yeah. And you got your chicken cheesesteak. Then you got your buffalo chicken cheesesteak. It oh never ends. You're just going wild. Timeless, man. endless Philadelphia innovation. Philadelphia is a lawless society when no. it comes to cheesesteakery. No, there's actually very... Is a, there a place called like the Great Philadelphia Cheesesteakery? I bet you there is. There's established rules. There's established hierarchies. It's not lawless are, at all. Are there like Hatfield McCoy like fights between like well, who yeah, has the best? Of course. Pats and Geno's. That's, oh, is that, is that the, the Hatfield and McCoy's of the Cheesesteak World? Pats and Geno's? Pats and wow. Geno's. You don't know about Pats and Geno's? I grew up in Los Angeles. I it's, it's nationally famous. Every food show that goes to Philly goes to I Pats and Geno's. I don't watch Gino's. food shows. Mm. I watch sports. I've uh. told you this a million times. I will say when I was holed up with uh, the novel coronavirus, SARS-CoV-2, in a hotel room for over a week, I watched so much Guy Fieri, Dinos, Drivers, and Dives, Triple D. Yeah. And it just, it fucking holds up. That's it, really? Like, it's very entertaining to watch. He always says something funny. He's like, first of all, the flavor's gangster. He always, <laughs> he says flavors are gangster. I love when he, people- he was like, I feel like I'm taking a bite of the Mona Lisa. You're like, where is he? He has, he has great lines. He has great banter. Uh, he's always excited. That seems like really unnecessary. A bite of the Mona Lisa. That would that would, that's terrible on so many fronts. <laughs> Even when he's phoning it in, it's funny though. Like sometimes he just like lists what's in the thing. He goes, "You're getting the onion, and then the tomatoes in there. That's real good. And uh, and then the burger. And it's like it still it's works. Like checking his Apple right. Watch while he's doing it. He's like, I got no, somewhere to he, be. He has a smile and a glint in his eye, and you can tell he's like legitimately. I wonder when, it. like, I wonder when he's going to retire the like 
like the oh. bleached hair. Oh, that's look. going to that's going to the grave. And I and, well, I I would imagine that if they do, they're gonna like do some kind of like ceremony where they like raise that hairstyle into the rafters <laughs> of like no, whatever. That's the thing. He's become a prisoner of his own success. He can't change his hair or beard, even if he wanted to. There'd be a public outcry. There'd be riots in the streets. Clean shaven Fieri? No one wants to see that. No, not clean shaven, but maybe he just goes like natural. Maybe it's No, you know? it's not happening. Yeah. He's he's committed just, to the brand. That that hairstyle and spiky hair is the brand that he leaves at these restaurants after he eats it. You've seen that. Like it's on the wall. It's like guy ate here or whatever. If he changes his hair, those brands will be useless. That's so. Uh, I, I, they have so, to make a whole new stencil. That's so wild. Yeah, <laughs> Sten- the stencils are really expensive to make too. He could never do that. Uh, I, I I respect what he's doing, and uh, he's, it was, it's a, that's a, I haven't really a, watched that show in forever. I was that like, is, this is good. That is a commitment. That's like George Burns smoking a cigar. Like right. you're the, you're doing that you're to the, the grave. Cigar guy now. You think when he dies, the casket's going to be lined with flames? It'll be like bright red. With oh, flames the casket the will definitely have flames on the side. Yeah. Um, and it'll also double as a vending machine for ribs too. <laughs> it'll be like a state funeral also. It'll be like a national day of mourning. This funeral was gangster, brother. Wait, so I'm driving up to go to the mountains next weekend and you said I have to stop at this place that has yeah. a vending machine for ribs? It's a vending machine for ribs and mm. maybe like brisket or something like that. It's like copper still. This sounds like a place that I should stop at. Uh, are the... Because we were talking about Lucy Ribs on the last episode with Joe McAdam. Can I just get a single rib out of this vending machine? Like it falls down. It's like a. The, it's like a, the sauce no, no, splashes. No, no, no. I have it's, to reach in the these thing. These are so these are all like um, like uh, cryovac, like half racks or racks of ribs no. that you like take. Tone. I was picturing like a chip vending machine with those rows of the metal coil with just individual ribs no. lined up in there, and then they just fall no, down. No, because then you'd see some like nitwit kid like with his hand yeah. up a bit trying to like uh, steal I got, ribs. I almost got it. It's too slippery. It's so greasy. See, I, I never did that as a kid. I was always afraid that it was going to rip my arm off. Well, we would rock the machine, but then like I remember a teacher being like, if that falls on you, it'll kill you. And it's happened before. And then we were like terrified. That, did that, it does happen. I that, looked it up. Did that, that teacher happen. have an eye patch on? <laughs> right. That sounds like an eye patch thing to say. It was like the janitor coming by. And then I was like, there hasn't been a janitor here for 30 years. <laughs> no, I. there are fatalities. And also, that's like one of the worst ways you can go. Crushed by a vending machine that you were rocking to try to get your fucking bag of chips. That's like, That's like one of the worst ways to die. It's embarrassing yeah. for you. It's embarrassing for your family. Your family's probably going to think it's funny, yeah, what even they, when they're sad. Yeah, what they're kind of laughing. What do they write as your epitaph? They're just like, died like an idiot. <laughs> it's like the guy, the, the uh, CEO of the company Segway, died when he rode a Segway off a cliff. It's like that level. It's like, there's no, <laughs> like, that's just funny. Like, I'm sorry. Like, no, it's that's very true. sad. You, there's, a man died, but like, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> rode it off a cliff? What? Why? What? How did that happen? Oh God! Oh, the golden age of segways. Uh, I got, I got a. Before we segue again, I need to address this because I posted about this on Twitter, and uh, people were. You're gonna have to. I, I'm not on Twitter. You have to lay it on. Okay. Me. So, can this, this is only in Canada? So Campbell's Soup, but it's Campbell's Canada because they're not marketing this in the states. So okay. it's on Campbell Canada Instagram account. They're marketing using soup in alcoholic cocktails and they're calling it broth tails so just broth well take it's a not look it's like cream of mushroom take thing. take a look here pork ramen mescal margarita yeah 
Pork so ramen there's, noodle. There's several ones, and uh, they have. So you can get yourself a Thai chicken Negroni. You can get yourself a pork ramen mezcal margarita. There's a pho flavored bourbon salad or a bourbon sour. And then the final one is a mushroom truffle daiquiri. I mean, all of this sounds terrible. I mean, we're talking about mushroom soup in a daiquiri, basically. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. Right. So I don't know if they're just like Canadians will drink anything. It's very cold. Or maybe Canada's just like, I wonder how stupid people are. Well, as we covered... We have to unload all this ramen broth. As we covered with top 10 guest Steph Talov, who's Canadian, the Caesar is very popular in Canada, which is basically just a Bloody Mary with Clamato juice, as far as we can tell. So, yeah. like, maybe they're like... They do weird stuff there. They have, like, purple, like, condiments and stuff, right? Yeah, maybe they're like, the Canadian drinking public already loves Caesars. That's basically broth and booze. We can... Campbell saw an opportunity. They're like, booze soup. So, you know, maybe... maybe Listen, it's man, if you're eating booze soup, you have a fucking problem and you need to go seek some help. I, You know, I would get it if it was hot because it's like, it's Canada. It's very cold. It's like... Here we added Negroni into this Thai chicken soup, but it's steaming and it's it's uh, it'll warm you from within. And it's basically just pouring gin and soup, which I could get behind. I get, but I these suppose. are cold cocktails served on ice. I mean, this is yeah. I don't know how I feel about this pork ramen broth with mezcal. I you know, you know what? I would here's try the, it. Here's the thing: I'll try anything. I, like I, what, I, I whatever. Try anything like if once. someone's like, "Hey, try this," and I'd be like, "What is it?" And they told me, I'd be like, thanks for letting me know. I'll try it. And, you know, I, I'll go into it with an open mind. But I can't imagine myself enjoying that for multiple reasons. One, it sounds weird. Two, I just don't like like a I whole lot of cocktails. See, I anyway. can't see mushroom truffle working with lime and rum. That seems like a they're pushing it on that one. It's like truffle. It's like truffle so rich and savory. Then there's like lime. Lime and truffle, rum. I mean, to me, lime is the great unifier. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah maybe, I love, I love maybe lime. It's just crazy enough to work. There were so many responses. A lot of people were like, "This is an abomination in the eyes of God. God has forsaken us." And then a lot of people were like, "This looks good." And some people were mentioning that they had tried like pho flavored, you know, drinks with, and you know, so savory cocktails clearly has people who are willing to try and support it. But yeah, I mean, it's. Maybe they're maybe they're starting in Canada and they're like, if it catches on here, we're bringing it south of the border. I feel like it's just like something that will like stick to the wall for a couple of years, and then people will be like, hey, remember when we did that? That was weird, right? And then broth everyone will tales. just keep drinking Negronis. Now I'm just thinking of of broth tales in the Ducktales song. Broth, broth tales. tales. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, if they were smart, they would make a broth tales song just ripping off the Ducktales song. We'd be like, oh, broth tales. Yeah, of course. Scrooge McBroth. <laughs> He's diving into a, a giant pool of, of ramen mezcal. Burns immediately. Oh, God! <laughs> you know, and I'm not against a savory cocktail. Like, you know, uh, Bloody Mary obviously is the prototypical. See, I'm, ag I'm against savory cocktails. So you know what's hard, hard line. You know what's crazy? I was reading uh, an article about why Bloody Marys taste so good on planes, and they did like an experiment that was like. Apparently, you have no other choice when there. you're in a weird, like, you know, because like the pressure is weird and it's dry and there's like a lot of background noise. Apparently in that environment, you want something really salty. And that's why uh, the pretzel, first time pretzels, I, man, exactly. Yeah, the first time I ever had a Bloody Mary that I liked was on a plane. I, I mean, maybe I'll I mean, I don't think I'll ever try it. 
Never. I don't like bloody. I've 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 You've tried. You've never them. tried a bloody mary? No, no, no. Of, of course I have. I'm not you know okay. three. Otherwise, what? Um, I no, I have. But I just don't like it. Right. I don't like bloody marys. Okay. I, I I just I can't get on board. I could get behind a savory cocktail, but I don't, I, really I don't get know. On, I'm not really a savory cocktail. It's not as it's not going to be like refreshing. It's like I like refreshment. I like I like, you know, I like the gin. Shout out to the sponsor Forge Gin. Forge Gin. Drink it after dry January. There Forge you go. Gin. Uh, yeah, wet February is coming, folks. The monsoon season's you on the way. Will, we will be dripping in gin. <laughs> I mean, like a pho, like, okay, um, you know, a bourbon sour, you know, you use, use egg white, you have lemon in there, you have the bourbon, it's refreshing. Yeah. It's, you know, and, and you have the creaminess of the egg white, but like, you throw pho broth in there? I don't know. Plus, that's like a lot of sodium. Like, you don't want to get drunk and gout at the same time. Like, that's... I mean, you're drinking soup, effectively, and and I don't know. See, to me, drinking is for is, drinking dangerous game is enjoy is for enjoyment to like you know just like to have one or relax to talk. Yeah, it's like it's, I could have. It doesn't seem like a great drink to have around like a table hanging out with buddies. I could be eating a bowl of pho and drinking a bourbon sour. I don't know if I need to combine them. Yeah, I guess not. I don't want cold pho Plus, flavor. When I'm, honestly, when I'm eating pho, like all I really want is like one beer. Then again, cold soup, like the Korean like buckwheat cold oh, yeah. noodles where there's ice in the soup, that shit's good. So maybe soup on ice does work. I, we're in a crazy world. If you, find, if you can find solace in this crazy world by drinking a broth tail, I say more power to you. I say woo-hoo. A, a woo-hoo. A <laughs> mm. But also, I don't know. I mean, mushroom truffle daiquiri, that might be a bridge too far. That might be a broth <laughs> too far. Be, that might be a fridge too far, dude. <laughs> hey, fatty, I got a movie for you. <laughs> that guy always... Uh, anytime that, that guy that has a joke in The Simpsons, it's funny. It's that, There's it's never that been voice. a non-funny joke with that involved that guy. <laughs> yes, this, uh, this hamster solves, writes mysteries under the name, <laughs> under the assumed name, blah, 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 blah. Listen, you want the hamster or not before his mother eats him. <laughs> So if we have any Canadians uh, who've tried a broth tail or have seen this marketing, uh, reach out to us, uh, yap42069 uh, at gmail.com. Um, I mean, I, you know, I would try. I'm not going to go out of my way to make one at home. You shouldn't ever. But like, but, uh, yeah. if I was at a bar and they're like, we do a pho Manhattan, I'd be like, hit me. <laughs> And hit me and then you bust. That's that's a quick Look, bust. I tried, you know, when I was in Chicago. If, if you're at a bar, you're already on like 17, man, all right? right yeah. <laughs> Just like, they're going to throw a king down right at you. Right, give me the saltiest cocktail you have. No, when I was in Chicago, it was all about like, oh, you got to try Malort. You know, Malort's like this herbal yeah, liqueur yeah, yeah. that's like really strong tasting. Um, and then, you know, they're like, oh, you've never tried Malort? You got to try Malort? And like I had it. It's like, this is fine. It's like, I, fine, I but like I'm not going to have this. No, like, I actually made a Manhattan using Malort, and I enjoyed it. Hmm, yeah. Right. Malort's not as gross as everyone. I like strong tasting like Amaro's and like... I like some of them. I like Chinar. Yeah. Chinar's great. Yeah, I like Chinar. Yeah. Hey, put a little Chinar in your stew. You want to Chinar that stew up a little bit? <laughs> I can put... I can see Chinar in the stew. Chinar <laughs> up your ramen? I can, no, I can see Chinar in like a pot... In like a roast. You know what I mean? That's like true. Roast, I mean, you know it know is mean? soup season. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Irish up your soup a little bit. <laughs> you want to you Irish up that soup? Throw three potatoes in it <laughs> and, and a bunch of fucking chinar, dude. seafood chowder, you pour a little vodka in there. Hey, Irish up that stew. No one's complaining. I mean, they make stew with Guinness. That's, that's, that's the thing. Like yeah, a I mean, beef but stew. Beer, but like beer in, in, 
Beer yeah, and cook. That's like that soup. That's booze. It's it's I, I guess it's together. Yeah, I suppose. I'll have a Guinness stew. Yeah, throw it back. Throw it in. <laughs> um, wanted to uh, plug the Patreon because we got some fun stuff up there. Go to patreon.com slash yappod. Uh, you, you know, you can join for the low, low price of $3 a month. And uh, that, all that goes right into our pocket, All that baby. goes right into me buying drinks and Joel buying soda water and lime no, juice. No, dude, that's, that's two hamburgers from Burger King. <laughs> Which I have not gone to all month. Because you're not drunk. Because no, no, you have not. to be hungover or actively no, because drunk to want Burger King. No, that's not true. We you, the evidence is right in front of us. Why haven't you been to Burger King all month? You have to be actively hungry. That's all. Just because I haven't, honestly. I haven't, I've, been, I've been cooking Just so admit, much. You've been sober and right-minded all month, and you realize that Dude, Burger if somebody, King if somebody is somebody mistake. If, if there was a Burger King hamburger in front of me right now, it would be over. I would be scarfing it down. It would be... It, it would go I'm, Well, crazy. I'm glad that dry January has extended to Burger King because I didn't want to say anything, but you have a problem. <laughs> you got a problem, my friend. I really don't. <laughs> uh, no, you don't. Uh, uh, but yeah, no, no Burger King this month. You know, I think it's easy. It's pretty easy to eat healthy when alcohol is not involved. I mean, I cook for myself. I mean, I was cooking the worst, for myself a lot. The worst I just, is, You know what? I haven't had like ordered any food to my house. I have not used great. Uber Eats or I've been trying else. to cut back. I've been cooking a lot more. Obviously, I use it now and again, but... Th- those those services are predatory, you know. So, uh, um, I think it's time. I think it's time we uh, we get our guest in here. What do you say? Yep. All right, let's get him on. Our guest today is Mr. Dana Dude, comedian, actor, food podcaster, and now Food Network Television host. Personality. Dan, welcome to the show. Guys, I don't like to talk about that. Oh. It's not about me. We're not talking about that, by the way. Yeah. Wait, no, wait. That's the only reason I'm here. <laughs> right, is right. to actually watch the show, promote the show. I think feed for, the Nielsen ratings for people who have kind of like been obsessed with food for our adult lives. Having your own show on Food Network seems like the dream. So I look, know. look at you. You're living the dream, baby. I'm living the dream. This was the childhood dream for for all of us, I think. And they let one of us in. Damn. <laughs> Finally. They let one of us they in. They opened the door. What's it like to be happy, Dan? Yeah, can you tell us? <laughs> Guys, here's the sad part. It's I'm not that God happy. God damn it. <laughs> Still. You mean that getting a show on Food Network doesn't immediately solve all your problems and make you completely fulfilled? It makes no sense to me. God so now I'm turning it. to drugs to see if that's okay. going to do All right. Well, drugs work, by the way. Yeah, they yeah. do. They do work. Drugs yeah, have always been there. Go into your brain and actually work. Yeah. Like, they're... They, they take the sense that... The, <laughs> That's their job, man. Shout they out to drugs. the neurotransmitters that work. <laughs> shout out to drugs. Drugs are a sponsor, right? Yeah, yeah. We're, we are sponsored by drugs. Sponsored by drugs. Well, look, al- Do them. Alcohol drugs. is one of the best drugs, and oh. we are sponsored by alcohol, so yes. yes. Listen, I'd like to reflect on my 25 days of dry January sobriety. Yeah, you're also doing it. Joel's doing it. Are I'm not, really? obviously. I'm, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I also... But I kind of hate that... I hate that I'm doing it. I hate that I'm one of those people. It seems right. like everyone's doing it right. this year. It's not that. You're cool. just yeah, but you're holding her. Everyone says they're doing it, but you never know those liars who are just lying. First of all, to be honest, I got COVID December 24th, so I haven't had a drink since December 24th. Wow. So today is actually my Damn. one month anniversary. Hey, there you go. But, well done, uh, my friend. So we're breaking it right now. Yeah, exactly. Bust out the mascara. Get the gin. <laughs> but I hate it, man. I miss alcohol yeah. so much. Alcohol's great. Dude, there's that, there's that horizon. It's just like right there. <laughs> I know. You're running towards it, dude. Oh. 
I had people over last night. We had a raclette night. Everyone's oh, having wine except oh. for the douchebag host. <laughs> yeah, that's having bitter. That's tough, soda. especially could when you're you hosting. Sp- could people. you spit though? Could you taste and spit? Does no. that does that count? It already no, goes in. It goes into the pores. Yeah, you can't do that. Can't. Rub it on your skin or something like that. <laughs> Have like a fucking patch. No, I smell it like a loser. Yeah, you fucking I idiot. Smell it. I'm like, oh, it smells like it would taste great. Raclette without wine? You're uh, a, oh, my God. Really Why'd you do that to yourself? It's your house. What's the point of getting gout if you can't get drunk. Yeah, exactly. It's part of the challenge, though. You want to put yourself in those positions and mm. see that you come out on top. Okay. I will be drinking half a, half a bottle of wine for the rest of my life every night, though. I, that's a smart move. That's after a, a drive, a drive, you know, that's 30 days. That's the way days. to live. That's... You know, most people go through this and they're like, oh, I learned that I don't need alcohol every night. I learned that yeah. I, absolutely I absolutely need, need it and I want every it every night. Every night. <laughs> Please. Thank you. I mean, that's that's good. Also, it was like, you know, your show premiered. You couldn't pop a bottle of champagne. I couldn't. You couldn't toast to the premiere of Raid the Fridge yeah. on the Food Network. Well, again, I don't like to talk about the show that's on the Food Network. Okay. Um, Definitely Tuesdays. don't watch Tuesdays Raid at, the Fridge. Uh, at what time? What time Tuesdays was it? Tuesdays at 12 p.m. Tuesdays, 12 p.m. Prime daytime slot. Prime daytime. We're coming for you, The View. Yeah. Um, but uh, The View's had it too good for too long. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's Raid the Fridge's time, folks. Yeah, yeah Joy Behar. Yeah, no, it's... it's uh, <laughs> yeah, Joy Behar's had way too much time in the yeah. sun, man. It's... I actually retire with the barefoot Contessa. I I got COVID the same time as uh, around you did, and I watched the premiere of your show while I was holed up in my hotel room drinking. Of course, yes. I had a nice uh, liter of wine, and uh, you know it's very fun. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's, I have uh, not watched the show, but well, I let me bet you, it's fun. Let me tell you how it works. Yeah, let <laughs> me tell do. you how it works, Joe. Please do. Uh, you have four chefs and four mystery fridges. The chefs mm-hmm. don't know what's in the fridge. Mm-hmm. They choose the fridge based on just what's on the pictures, right. and the magnets on the outside, and then. <laughs> As they open the door to the fridge, time starts, and they have, like, their challenge begins. Like, they have 20 minutes to make brunch. But these are real fridges uh, recreated from an actual fridge in America. So you get to see what it would be like if an amazing chef came into your home and had your fridge to work with. And I like that element of it. The, there's, there's, these are people's fridges or yes. recreations of. Yes, and the things that they make are really incredible. And see, I would just go into the fridges and open. Is it a fridge freezer? Do you get a freezer? Yes. So I would just open the freezer and just pop in whatever in the microwave, whatever was like a ready-to-go meal, and be like, yeah. here you go. Put a little piece of basil on that lasagna, baby. Here you go. I made this for you. You know, there was a dude, there was a dude who kind of did that. Like there was pot stickers in the freezer. He's like, I got this. He's like, I got I forgot what the challenge oh the challenge was. Like, I have made for you pot stickers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, like, he technically, he yeah, did. He, did. he fridge, heated right? them up. He made something delicious. They're very good. But he deep fried the pot stickers, Respect. and then he made a sort of a buffalo wing sauce with acai. There was acai in the freezer too, so he took the acai, mixed it with some stuff, made okay. it like a sticky sauce. All right. And it was like an acai buffalo wing. Was it good? It was so good. <laughs> it was so good. But I mean. Yeah, it's a little cheating because he had, he had a great base to start with. It's a fucking pot sticker. That's true. And they freeze really well. You just deep fry them. It tastes great. That's true. But that was it was very interesting to have that Did acai he flavor. He, he won, actually. Damn. Pot sticker guy. Oh, there you go, folks. Dude, that lasagna with that piece of basil looked pretty good. Let's make some basil oil. Put it on the plate. Call it a night. I do like the idea that it's like kind of a representation of like what people's fridges are like throughout America. Because your podcast... Um, Green Eggs and Dan, you basically interview celebrities about what's in their fridge. Yes. So, like, uh, you know, obviously what's in someone's fridge at any given moment is indicative of who they are as a person, but also where their life is in that moment. Oh, it's a yeah. moment in time. Yeah. So, uh, like, 
Carl Tart. You got you know Carl Tart. He's been on the pod. Shout out to top ten guest Carl Tart. He's on that new show Grand Crew. He's on Grand Crew. Very funny man. Carl Tart is very rich now. Well, yeah, he's on a fucking network rich. sitcom. He's a series regular. He was a staff writer for a while. Yeah, he's got a lot of money. Sure, I like that. Guess yeah. what? His fridge is a fucking mess. <laughs> like dirty or just you know, like it's just it's not dirty, a bunch but of it's shit. completely entropy. It's complete entropy. It's chaos. <laughs> There, his crispers are filled with like Coca Cola and beers in his crispers. Okay. But it's like loose Coca Cola. Yeah, loose. It's just like he poured it into the into Dude, the crisper. There are, he's got in one of his crispers. He's got like the six pack like caddy for a Negro Modelo. Okay. And it's like two Negro Modelos and then like two regular cokes and one Diet Coke in the actual caddy, but then surrounded <laughs> by like loose other cokes. chaos. I mean. Look, he's a young man. He's living a party lifestyle. Sometimes you put other beverages into your beer six-pack. You don't know. You're out here. You're, you're partying. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. You can tell that he's a single man mm -hmm. just, like... Doing the best he doing can. Loving <laughs> life. He's really doing it. He's also, like, a quite a prolific cook, though. He, like... You know, he's, like... He's got... He comes from uh, Alabama or, sure. no, Mississippi. Sure. He's got that gulf in mm -hmm. him. Yeah, we, we discussed that. He likes to cook that, man. Go back and listen to that episode with Carl Turner if you haven't, folks. It's, uh, it was very, he's so funny. <laughs> he's so funny. Has anyone ever like sent you a picture of their fridge and you're just like, no. You're like, <laughs> this, this looks fucking awful. Like, like, tidy up a bit and send me another one. I'll tell you two fridge stories of actual fridges. So the worst fridge we've ever had was Michelin star chef, uh, 50 best uh, on the San Pellegrino list, Ignacio Matos okay. of Estella, sure. Ultra Paradiso. And the new uh, Cafe Lodi in New York, which has got... But he's, like, there. probably never even at home. He's Bro, so busy. he's got a child at yeah. home. Okay. He is... <laughs> you gotta be at abusing. home somewhere. He doesn't even have, like... He doesn't even have, like, a regular fridge. He's got, like, a college <laughs> fridge. He has a dorm fridge. Yeah, he has a dorm fridge. There's, like, half an avocado... And like, um, <laughs> and there was like Calabrian chili. Yeah, he brings home food from his restaurants. He has a child. No, I don't. What does he bring from his fucking restaurant? They've he got like a, little fine dining. He brings a Cornish game hen home for his <laughs> child every night, and he goes, "Here is your game hen, son. Feast upon it. I am a famous chef, your father." The funniest story though was Henry Winkler was going to be a guest. Okay, he's probably the most famous guy. Shout out to the Fonz. Very excited about this, and you know the whole thing is. The whole, you know, uh, concept of the podcast is we have an actual picture of the inside right. of the celebrity. It's a real photo taken by them. Real photo. So we're supposed to record at 10 p.m. Uh, 10 a.m., sorry. And at 11, I'm messing up times, 10 a.m. At 9.50, I get a message from Henry Winkler's assistant. She, she's like, hey, Henry's so excited to get on in 10 minutes. He doesn't feel comfortable sending you a picture of his <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Like, Winkler is unable to send the photograph. There's like there's a, just a right dismembered body in there. And he's like, listen, man, he needs a day. And I'm like, listen, uh, this is the whole concept of the podcast, though. It's like, we need that. That's how we start the episode. Nobody sees the Fonz's fridge. All right. so pissed. She's like, do you understand? He put an hour aside for you. Do you get what that's like for a schedule? And I'm like, we just, I'm sorry, miss. We just can't do the podcast, though. I'm like... Compromise. Can we get a picture of the inside door of his fridge? Right. And then he sends like a, a couple trays. One crisper drawer. Blurry picture of the inside <laughs> door of his fridge. And it was a normal door yeah. of his fridge. 
Which again begs the question: What the fuck is what is Henry going Lee's on in there? Uh, it's it's fucking oh, Ron Howard's no. head. You know what it is? It's he's part of the Hollywood blood pyramid, so there's probably child blood all in his fridge. He didn't I want anyone so. to know. Listen, that if you're not doing a good libel, yeah, blood yeah. libel, then yeah. what's the point in being rich, man? Right. Yeah. And by the way, no judgment on Green Eggs and Dan. If that's what you have, we'll right. get into the different flavors of like right. you know. Right. How do what I kind have, of kids taste the best? Yeah. How do how do what zero, age? Zero to, the zero to five months. <laughs> <laughs> you know who has the best pineal glands? Yes, uh, five-year-old, seven-year-old. Right? Do hemophiliacs? Is it like a very like low viscosity right. blood? Tell is us like, about the blood pyramid. You know, yeah. Henry. Tell us about the Illuminati. <laughs> well, that's crazy. Yeah, I, I can't even imagine what would be in there. But uh, maybe he's. And then when we, when we started talking, it, about is, the it door is very of, intimate though to see into someone's fridge. It is, and but it was funny because we started talking about the door of his fridge because that's all I had, and he just like. He went, up. he went Damn. He went past it as quick as he could. He's wow. like, I'm like, so these sauces you have? He's like, yeah, yeah, they're sauces. Anyway, when <laughs> I was uh, the fond. Any, anyway, when I was on Happy Days, let me like, tell you. You should have seen the Cunningham's fridge now. Now that's a fridge. <laughs> your fridge, Henry? Well, and you still don't know to this day. What was no, in his uh, fucking fridge? <laughs> no idea. Let's turn the tables. Let's let's talk about what's in your fridge, bud. Whoa. You you know, wait you have a podcast a, about other people's second. fridges. You have a show about other people's fridges. He's gonna fridges. pull a real Winkler-esque response. The hunter right now. is <laughs> becoming the hunted. I, I wanna know what Dan's fridge is looking like day to day. Speaking of Because 'cause you're a big cook. You you like good food, you cook at home, yeah. you do fun videos about cooking, you're making like pretty elaborate dishes. Like yeah. what, what do you got? Well, you speaking of hunter, right now I have uh I have some sausages, some elk sausages that I've thawed out. Nice. Here's the issue, though. For all my hunter listeners out there, yeah. when you get, when you kill an animal. Us and Rogan like, share a lot of fans, yeah. so there's, Joe, this a, there's, there's a big overlap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. First of all, fuck the vaccine, right, guys? <laughs> um, it's a hoax. This is a, garbage. By the way, this is, first and yeah. foremost, a vaccine hoax podcast. Right, exactly. COVID didn't yeah. exist. Spreading well, the truth. You, you, you kind of bring him in with the food, and then once you got him. <laughs> right. Yeah. Then you, t- yeah, you bring him in with elk. Then you tell him the truth. Then you tell him the truth. <laughs> the truth. Yes. Uh, um, so, uh, when you kill an elk, or an, any game animal, you take it to a processor, a deer processor, or, or you butcher it yourself. Or you field dress it, if uh, you're a fucking badass. I feel, no, field dressing, you do. You, you get the guts out, oh, you right. cut it into That's quarters, to carry it out. But then, yeah, then it's like it's time to butcher it and to put okay. it into the packaging and this and that. Right. Which you should do if you have the time and this and that. But you're in New Mexico. Right. How am I going to bring Elks this? are fucking huge. They're very big. So you bring it to the processor. So you were on an elk on in New Mexico. I was on an elk. You were in, you were in the shit. I was in the shit. Got my elk. And then you take it to a processor. And they will cut it up and they will package everything. Right. But they package everything. And I'm a single man. Though. Sure. And they package like 12 sausages right. in one freezer that's a fa- pack. That's a family pack. It's a family pack. Yeah. So then I get into this issue of like I thaw them out. I actually, you could speak to this because I don't really know the answer. Let's say I thaw out 12 sausages. Sure. Can I put like take two out and then freeze them again? Sure. How, how does the refreezing process? Uh, you can you you can refreeze, but I wouldn't do it more than once. Okay. All right. So also, if you, if you had it all, like if you get your twelve sausages from from your processor, I would immediately thaw them, package them however you would want in twos and ones or whatever, right. and then freeze. You know, whatever. Yeah. You know what you need? You need a system of elk sausage Lucy's. You need to be able to pop one out. Throw it in the fridge. You'll be yeah. like, I'll make this the next day. Yeah. So like from the freezer to the fridge. Yeah. Then you wake up. You got a thawed one in the fridge. Cook it. Breakfast, dinner, yes. whatever. Lucy's, baby. I know. I do need Lucy's. I, I need to get like one of those fucking air sucking out bag things. Yes. <laughs> Vacuum That's sealer. actually what they're called. Air sucking out bag The fact bag that they thing. can't come out, with, come out with a better name is It's a vacuum sealer. Yeah. 
Well, vacuum sealer. That's, <laughs> that's that, what it's uh, called. Again, 9-11 was an inside job. Vacuum <laughs> sealer. They, they no. do. It's called a food saver. Oh, is that what it is? I didn't know that. I didn't know it was vacuum saver. sealer. Yeah, I mean, you, you need that. You need loose sausages. Because some of them aren't vacuum sealed. Some of them don't pull air out. Sometimes they just seal like you push air out yourself and then they just you can also just put it in a ziploc bag no that's bullshit i'll pay the extra three dollars to just put it in a ziploc bag 12 sausages and 12 ziploc bags in your freezer you can put it in the fridge or thaw it at any time yeah but then isn't it isn't there gonna be air and so there there is a way that if you take like a ziploc bag and you have a thing of water you take the ziploc bag and you you lower it in very slowly so it pushes out the air what kind of fucking hobo (laughs) vacuum seal sous vide it's served the hobo community very well for years Dan I'm just saying that there's a way All right, ziploc bill taught me this method in the rail yard years ago and it still fucking works okay sure he was using an oil barrel full of rainwater, but the shit fucking works I would not have you dismirch him okay I need this hobo density physics <laughs> lesson. So you have you have pounds of elk meat. I have. It's become a burden pounds. on your life and personal relationships. And here's the thing. I was. I'm, I'm, here's here's my issue. I have like these huge joints of meat. Right. And a lot of people don't like game meat. Like it's. I love it. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's funky. And so like, I, but I want to eat it. So but but I, I don't cook know a whole do. shank like you're a medieval baron. I know. Be like I'm having one shank tonight. Huh. <sighs> But I have to have my list of game of game lovers. Didn't you have elk at my place? I had wagyu at your place. Oh, very different. Um, but I don't think. Or maybe did we? I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, I don't think there was any elk involved though. But I'd love to try it. I really like eating venison and elk, and I wish it was more accessible, like in LA. Like obviously, we're the most exciting dining city in the country. But like, if I wanted like an elk sausage right. at a restaurant, I mean, you could probably find a place to like. Purchase one. I bet you worse. In like the- has it, dude. Come, I'm telling you, I have so much. I will just take it. Take my elk. Natural. I will come by. I will. What's look your address? Your we'll just send people over. Yeah, there. thanks, guys. Yeah, um, just line up one by one. It's that would be up. funny if it was like, uh, you know, you're you're shooting raid the fridge, and then like one of the fridges is just like ten pounds of frozen elk meat. <laughs> They're like, well, you got to do something with it. You're like, it's not even thawed. You better get on that. I do. You have 15 I, minutes. It's literally, I have it. I bought an extra freezer that's in my garage that literally is just. That's when you know you've become a real hunter and a real man. Yeah. The garage freezer. The garage freezer is a very. Well, well, the dream is to have a garage refrigerator dedicated solely to like beer and soda. Yeah. And then like a chest, you know, a chest freezer yeah. that you like open like a trap door oh, in yeah. there with all your hunter meat. That's yeah. when you've reached like peak man. If we, if you have a freezer in the garage, oh. we know your politics. Oh. <laughs> we know who you voted for. I want to, <laughs> I want to take back garage freezers though from Maga Nation. <laughs> I, w- I want, I want fucking, I want garage freezers to be for everyone. You know, not a divisive political issue. <laughs> I would love to have like it. Really I appeals understand. to me to hunt and then have that meat and eat it throughout the year because it's. That's like, you know, that's going back to like some basic primal instinct shit. Yeah. And it's just like fun. You're like, I harvested this meat myself. I mean, what did it? You know, it's, but they're like, so I'm friends with, I'm, I, through the hunting community, I've befriended many, <laughs> many a hunter. Community. Many, let's call them garage freezer voters. Sure, sure. And they, salt of the earth. Salt just of the salt earth. of the earth. Yeah, salt of the but earth. But they really do depend on yeah. killing that one deer a year to have meat. It's pretty like, awesome. It's I kind of really like yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's something. Venison's fucking delicious. Yeah, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I enjoy eating it a lot. I will say that. More I mean, venison. 
like farm venison or, or farm raised venison and wild venison are two very different flavors. Yeah, so there's there's a you can get ground venison at uh, Lassen's, which is a you know an LA area and Southern California area like natural grocer. Yeah. I shop there in Echo Park pretty often. So you can get ground venison, and it's from New Zealand, and I'm assuming that's from like a deer farm. Well, anything that you're buying in a supermarket in America is going to be from a deer farm. You can't get wild. You can't get wild. Yeah, because it's like the licensing and the FDA, whatever. Yeah, it's interesting because I got into an argument, not an argument, but a a conversation uh, with Steve Rinella, who's a big hunter and kind of conservationist. He's got a show on Netflix called Meat Eater. Yes, I've seen that. It's actually pretty cool. It's an awesome show. Yeah. But um, I was saying how it's so cool how in Europe they have game seasons in restaurants where hunters will sell their game. Oh, what? Meat. I didn't know that. Yeah, two restaurants, and oh you'll go God. and get wild game. And he was like, it's better that we don't have that here. And I was like, tell me why. Yeah. And basically, one of the reasons that game populations like almost were decimated in America was because of the commercialization over of hunting? game meat. And they were just like over hunting. Like, and, and it became like food trends would just take out animals. Like There was a trend of like having... Uh, buffalo tongue yeah. in New York City was like okay. the hot thing in the really? late 1800s. Like they delicious. Oh, late 1800s. I was like, I don't remember when that was happening. <laughs> yeah. Buffalo. So would, that sounds great though. I love beef tongue. Yeah. So people would just like kill the buffalo and just rip out the tongue and leave the rest the of the buffalo got there. fucked up. Mm-hmm. Well, I've noticed like when you're in like Wyoming, Montana, and even maybe like Colorado, like at restaurants, it's like oh, venison bratwurst. Like uh, you know, you see a lot of bison burger. Like yeah. I, like I remember eating elk in a restaurant in Montana and being like, this is fucking delicious. Yeah. So obviously, in certain parts of the country, it's easy to get game meat in a restaurant. But yeah. that's, I I mean, I'm assuming that's farmed. Yeah, and that's probably close to where those farms are, right? Right. They're probably around yeah. there. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, bef- be- but because we kind of outlawed that practice in America. Like our game populations now are better than they've ever been in That's history. That's true. So maybe it's time to bring it back. We got too many deer running around. I'm down, dude. Dude, I like where that. I grew up, right outside Philadelphia, they would hire hunters to come into the yeah. communities and kill deer because they were just everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. In people's yards, they're getting hit by cars. You know, yeah. it's like, and that that happens in a lot of places. It might so be it's time like, to let's eat back. these fucking deer. It might be time to bring it back, honestly, because I would I, look. It, it just, to be able to see what amazing chefs can do with game, with like wild game meat. Yeah. yeah. So there needs to be a deer season in LA. I would yeah. love, dude, yeah. deer tart, venison tartare? Like oh. deer week, like Ooh. dine LA, but for deer. Dude. Deer, deer LA. Deer week. We should do a game night. Like shark week, but. We'll, we'll, game night, game night, where oh we actually have a game night. Oh my night. God. And Did we'll you just be... sell another show to Food Network? Hello. Oh sh- my God. Hello, sharks. He can't <laughs> stop <laughs> pitching gold, folks. Game night, game night. Game night, game night. I love it. Um, well, yeah. what would the game be? Um, the Big game, Buck Hunter. Hey. No, the game would be who can get more air uh, out of the Ziploc bag. <laughs> Using the hobo <laughs> method. Using the hobo method. You gotta seal that venison up, boy. <laughs> seal it real good. But there's no water in this bucket. God, you got your inside you. <laughs> Start spitting, boy. Oh, you got water. <laughs> I see it. You can't live I'm, off the land. I'm You've been voted off. I would love to. Uh, I've I've never really cooked with it, so I would love to like. I, I mean, that's not true. I I've cooked with. The store-bought venison, elk. I've actually, you can buy wild. They, it, it says wild boar, so I don't know. Uh, you know, it's like this meat is from feral pigs. 
I'm, I, I got ground wild boar at last. And I'm not sure where that comes from. Obviously, the fact that they're saying it's feral right. is like, this is not farmed. Yeah. So maybe there's a way to harvest wild boars and then sell them commercially. I don't I know. I can see that because I know that in Texas, wild right. boars- They're like a big problem. Real huge problem. Yeah. yeah. In fact, you can go hunting on helicopters with machine guns. That, that actually sounds <laughs> like Vietnam awesome. Just <laughs> mow down the boar. <laughs> sure, stalking an elk for- for hours and then finally killing his community with nature. I want more of a door gunner hunter experience. <laughs> yeah. I want to be mowing down feral hogs oh. from a fucking black hawk. I, I, I would do that. I would absolutely Dude, literally do like that. they do. They're like, feral hogs. They kill you immediately. It's like, if a, they could. it's like a bachelor party thing in Texas. Oh, like of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. No, it's those feral hogs, if given the just like in The Simpsons. That cow would kill you and everyone you care about. Hey, Those hog, feral it's hogs time would to die. They have like sharp tusks. Like they would just kill you if they. Oh were. yeah. You, you, and you everyone you loved. They would kill. Yeah. Gotta kill them first. Up. And they also have like strike a, first. They have insa- insatiable. Se- you know the fact that you said strike first makes me think. Of Dan, what does it say on your hat? The other show please, that I'm please on. Please read me what it Cobra says on your Kai. hat. I'd like to promote Cobra Kai. Strike first, strike hard, no mercy, Cobra Kai. <laughs> That's my policy with feral pigs. <laughs> you know. Also watch Cobra Kai, Dan. Cobra Kai needs a little bit more press, so please. Is that a show? Is that a TV show? It is a TV show. Television program. The number one show in the world? Damn, flex. Thank you. Flex those nuts. Um, Wait, hold on. Um, Yes, but feral pigs also have insatiable sexual appetites. And that's part of the issue. And I respect that. I respect my opponent. They will jump the... the, And they got got a taste for the domesticated pork. Oh, no. Oh, oh, oh they they're love. coming to fuck the farmed pigs. They love those farm. They'll pigs. climb. Oh, they'll climb a wall. No. Yeah, because those farm pigs. Once not, you get a taste of that farm hairy. pussy, they, they pretty. Yeah, they pretty. They're not. <laughs> they hairy. soft. They pink. They, they soft. pretty. Oh no! Yeah. Once you get a taste of that farm pink, yeah. you're not going back. They're not all sinewy like the fucking right. feral hoes. <laughs> they're like these. These women on these farms, you should see the size no, of them. They, they are luscious, fellas. They, will, they, they know that fence is electrocuted, but they'll still <laughs> they don't give try a to shit, dude. Luck. They'll still try to jump it. Oh, my God. I did not think that we were going to get to pick vagina on this podcast, but Ooh. you know what? Those feral pigs know what they like, and they, they know, know how to get it. Like. <laughs> they know what they like, but then there's these mixed breed pigs, mm. which... Uh, Maybe that's what I was eating. I was eating the... Uh, the, the, the murdered love child between the feral hogs and the farmed hogs. And the farmers are like, what do we do with all this shit? I and, sell it to Lassens. I right. don't know. And it's Texas, so you know you can't abort even in, t- even in rape. <laughs> no rape. Even in pig rape, even there in is pig rape. no abortion in Texas. There's not allowed. <laughs> they rather the feral eat. hog raped all my pigs. Bra- so I'm sorry. That's God's matter. will. This just God's in. Will. Ford's Gin has dropped yelling about Pate as their sponsor <laughs> for talking about feral pig rape. More at 11. <laughs> Sorry, Ford. Look, we'll it's, do better. A, it's a real oh issue. We're talking about the real issues here. You That's know? right. You guys. This are, is what people want to know. Yeah. I would say I would love some Ford's gin yeah. to end dry January. Okay. A Negroni has been. I've I've been dreaming about Negroni. I'll bring some. I'll bring some gin over, and then uh, we'll eat some fucking elk. I'm down to have a. We should. I should have a dry break. Dry January bullshit. You should. Party. It just breaks yeah, out into an orgy, should. dude. I That's know. it. I That's it. It's just. A game night orgy, man. What's the point of doing it if you can't celebrate the yeah, having like, done it? Like Caligula, you know, you're just gonna oh. get some little pigs in there. Maybe oh you'll God. fuck them. Who knows? I don't Dude, know. Dude, I will get wine enemas on, <laughs> which was a real thing, by the way, during the festival of Bacchus. You said Caligula. Say what you will about a wine enema; <laughs> they're effective. Have you done it? No. Dude, no. I, honestly, <laughs> they're great. By the way, if it was like a controlled environment, like there was a shaman, I would do it. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
if you administered it to me, I'd be like, I'm, on, I'm not doing it myself. Yeah. It's very awkward to uh, yeah. administer an enemy. If, if I had a good internet connection right. and a YouTube video, it, I would do it. If I'm out there with uh, the Maynads, you know, Dionysians, uh, uh, Dionysus is, uh, you know, the women who would go out into the forest and do his rites under the moonlight. If I'm out there with the Maynads yes. in, the fucking mo- in a moonlit glen, yes. dancing under the stars, yes. I'm doing a wine enema, we obviously. Will sacrifice a lamb, read its organs. I'm cutting that <laughs> lamb's throat like it wasn't no problem. And then God. fill our buttholes with wine. Those were the uh. days. You know that the Romans, they didn't drink any wine straight. All wine was watered down. But, but the, to the extent that it was watered down was like along the hierarchy of rich and poor. So like socioeconomic. It was oh, like, really? It was like the rich people got like the good wine, less watered down. And then mm. the poor people, according to my understanding. But I don't think any wine was drank that wasn't mixed with some amount of water. I mean, that is, you know, tale as old as time. Same with sake. Like the, when they started to like, purify sake and like stop it from being the cloudy stuff that was all the rich people got the clear stuff and then the poor people would have the cloudy stuff even Ah. though now the cloudy stuff is like making a hip comeback yeah much like we talked about this uh piquette which is like the second extraction of the grape stems and skins yeah that would they would do like a quick second extraction and then press it off and it would be like a four percent naturally fizzy beverage that they'd give the field hands oh interesting but that's now become very hip in like natural wine circles to drink piquette because it's fucking delicious. It is really. Delicious. And Very everyone delicious. loves like a low ABV, like yeah. 5% daytime patio pounder, yeah. poolside oh, pounder. I don't think I've ever had. Is this easily accessible? Pounder. Oh, you can get it at any wine shop now. Really? Yeah, it's really good, actually. So it's like, you know, in the same way that, you know, you make a French press, those grounds are still in there, the wet ones. You yeah. Can, you could do a sec, you know, another round of water in there. Yeah. They basically do that with the grapes once they press off the juice for the wine. Interesting. Yeah. I actually do that with stock. Make a stock. Ooh, second, second extraction, extraction of stock. And then make the, and then cook it all the way down, and then you have like a like a sugo, like a Ooh. like a really dense uh, kind of. So your fridge, like broth, your fridge is full like of like chicken bone gelatin and fucking ne- that I never elk use. shanks <laughs> that I throw out. You're just like this because like, it's five months later, yeah. and you're like, what is this shit? What? I, use this I just in- took one bite out of an elk shank, and I have to like put it in the freezer now, and I'm never gonna use it again. Just in a giant to go box. <laughs> I didn't finish my elk shank. What it? It's interesting though. I feel like um, most wines back in the day were super low in alcohol, regardless of even if you were the richest of the rich, right? I, you know, I'm unclear on that. I think there were uh, like probably various types. Like uh, mead was probably a more more. I think that had more booze in it. No, I think mead's no? like a little lower. I, oh, is me, it? Mead's more like a honey beer, right? Um, or shandy. maybe a honey wine. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, beer goes back. Like some scientists think that like the reason that humans move from being you know migratory packs, hunter gatherers, to uh, established agrarian society, you know, in one place growing grain was because they wanted to make beer. Right. They were hungover. They didn't feel like fucking. I love that though because it's like <laughs> then that gives whole new meaning to the term like housed. It's like I need to build a house to get housed in it. Like we're oh, it's like sure we're wandering around the woods. Eating animals and berries. This is great, but I want to get house, baby. <laughs> like Let's one go. Lazy guy. Like, right. You guys can do that, or we can just sit in one place and the adventure just like comes right. to us. <laughs> After you get liquid. drunk for the first time, though, you're you're gonna want to be like, how do we like? How do we do this? Replicate this on going. a bigger scale. I'm telling you again, as someone who hasn't been drunk in a month now, it's uh, it's really shitty. Yeah. 
It's Humans fun. were doing dry January for tens of thousands of years <laughs> on the plains of the Serengeti, and then they were like, this fucking sucks. Yeah, yeah. God damn it. What do you miss more, though? Is it the not drinking, like getting hammer stuff, or is it pairing with food? Like it's pairing with food. Yeah. 100%. Per- I'm 100%. I went, to, like, I went and had barbecue last night. I went to yeah. Bloodsoe's, and like all I really wanted was like a glass of whiskey or a beer. Oof. Yeah. That's it. That's all I wanted. Like, oh, nothing yeah. crazy. Yeah. Or a cocktail or anything. I, honestly, I can't. In my old age, I think mm-hmm. I can drink less and less of the spirit stuff. Sure. I will have a Negroni here and there. I'll have a yeah. martini if I go That's to the way to do it. Occasional cocktails, but like but drinking I'm having wine every night. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. yeah. I know? think that wine, wine is better with food. We, we were discussing yeah. how I'm, I'm trying to get to the optimum old man Italian lifestyle. Mm. And like, that's a critical part of it. It's like, you're not really drinking a lot of liquor. Sure, yeah. you maybe have a grappa here right. and a Maro there. But it's like, you're drinking wine every night. Yes. Not, not crazy amounts, but no. like, you're having some wine, baby. Yes. I, I think two glasses a night will be going forward for the I think of my that life. is there like. You know. It'll be the picture of health. That's where I, that's where <laughs> I want to be. I think that's Wait, where I want to be. You drink, you drink like I drink, because we've gone to food festivals sure. before, and we're. <laughs> right. We basically well, get we, to the wine. You know, we right. stand food in festival. line for the wine, and then we get back in line <laughs> for the wine while we drink our wine. And I'm like, oh my God, I found my kindred spirit. Well, like, at, at Food and Wine, Carl and I were doing wine laybacks. We were. And we almost got kicked out. But everyone was but loving everyone us. Everyone so couldn't kick it. us out. Everyone was loving Wait, us. what is a layback? A layback is where you get down and you lay your head back and then someone else pours the wine directly into your mouth. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. Yes, it is awesome. Wait, Next level wine So we drinking. were doing that, that at, is, at is the that Food and Wine. Is the room. actual name for it? It is, yeah. I mean, at a bar, like the bartender will give out laybacks. Oh, I mean, usually so it's like that. fireball or right. something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Right. So we were we were taking it's not that like crew Beaujolais from right. Morgan. No, it's like someone with like you know big you know mammaries you know I is like mean... throwing their your head in there, blowing a whistle and pouring yeah. some fucking fireball down your gut. I don't You're need like crew Beaujolais. I don't need crew Beaujolais out of a glass. I need it in my mouth directly. Oh my god! I think By last the way, time I went to Malice, they did that for me. <laughs> I want people chanting chug 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 while I'm drinking my crew Beaujolais. It is the only three star Michelin restaurant that does uh, laybacks. Yeah. Um, I think. Speaking of Crew Beaujolais, I think that's what I'm going to break my dry January. Hell yeah. It's nice to have something. In, it's nice to have a light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, I, think, I think I'd definitely just do a forged gin martini. Hey, that yeah. would be it. I would, I would want a martini. I Bro, just want extra dry, so just gin. Mm. <laughs> just gin and a lime so gin. Yeah, it's going to hit you so hard. It's going to hit you I'll like... Give me gin in a glass. Like, no, the, it's going to happen, and I'm just going to... As soon as I feel it, I'm going to be like, why did I ever stop this? Yeah. Why did I stop this great... But, but that's that the thing. The it's a page. recalibration, oh, yeah. though. It's like, you're not stopping. It's like, you're, you're re... Calibrating your tolerance, you're recalibrating your overall relationship with alcohol. That's healthy to do. I'll solution. tell you, actually, it's not. It's less that for me, and it's more. Look, we don't have very disciplined lives. <laughs> I don't have a boss. I could literally wake up any day and just do whatever the fuck I want, and that like that's yeah. not healthy. <laughs> <laughs> and you need to. At a certain extent. Structure, at a certain extent. You need to. You need to insert need some discipline rules. just to show yourself that you you got it if you need it. <laughs> Right. And then that's all it is. Like for me, it's not like I mean, yes, I was drinking a lot in November, December. It's and holidays. Yes, I've lost like twelve pounds. It's easy to lose weight if you're not drinking. But like, I don't know, man. It's more the discipline thing. There's again, it's like this is what bothers me is like a lot of my friends are like, don't you feel like you're gonna change your relationship to alcohol? I'm like, I already have a good relationship. Yeah, to alcohol. yeah, I like it. I, I like, like drinking it, it and I it's fun. It and I, I just went great. on a I just went on a trip. I'm coming home. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Like, yeah. like I'm still married. Take a little Dude, vacation like, in dry land. Like I don't I don't have I try not to. I don't know. I feel like, and I don't want to sound pre- like pretentious. Uh, this is what America. No, pretentious like, it up. But I feel like there's so much guilt associated with food and drink in America 
where like everything is like, oh, it's too many calories. Sure. Oh, it's too many. This is too many of that. Sure. And again, I think Carl, you and I have this in common where we are very active human beings. You, you gotta be. And part of the reason I'm active is because I fucking love food and I love well, drink. Sure. And I don't want to have to skimp out. Right. There, there was a, I remember reading this. There was like a. Joel, you might be active too. I don't know if you are. That's, I wasn't I, leaving I, you out. Joel's, I, I, Joel's I, active I, too. I am. I, yeah. yeah. Joel's, I, I run. I worked out swole. this morning. Yeah, swole I, Joel. Yeah. Swole Joel. I mean, I, it's, yeah. it's I just eat for a living. It's so. dry January and it's swole Joel January. But I feel swole like like Joel, you wear I feel like, and I, I wonder if this happens to you, but I feel like I get shamed because I post a lot of food stuff and people are like, what the fuck do you do? How do you stay skinny? I do get I'm that like, question a lot, and I'm like, I don't post all the salads because, as we know, you yeah. don't get likes with salad. No. You don't I, get likes I, with I salad. Yeah. My f- my, if you were to look at my fridge, outside of the animals that I've killed myself, <laughs> it's pretty vegan. We're all about aggressive vegetables. Vegetable it's, intake it's all, here. It's like my oh. my vegetable drawers are always, always. full, yeah. chock full. Yelling about pate has been a long time advocate vegetable, of aggressive uh, vegetable aggressive. intake. I as I eat way more. I actually was talking to my wife last night when we were at blood cells. I was like looking at all this meat I got, and we were eating, and I was like, yeah, whatever. It's it's, it's good. Um, and I was like, I think like at some point in my life, I'll probably adopt a true vegetarian or even vegan lifestyle wow. just because not because I'm like I want to it just like will naturally happen because I really truly do enjoy eating vegetables and grains and all that yeah. other shit that fucking much and yeah. I think I could I it's like the older I get the easier it, it is I feel like also it's, it's, it's like na- it's like a natural you're course. a chef yeah. and Dan and I enjoy cooking and it's like when you can make vegetables that taste really good, it's like yeah. there's no reason you wouldn't want to eat them. It's like, yeah, okay, if you're a kid. sandwiches can you Yeah, have, you're a kid right. and you're like, oh, my mom's making me eat broccoli. It's like, okay, yeah, you're not going to like that. But like you can make vegetables fucking just as delicious as anything with animal products. So it's like if, if you're not able to do that at home, you, you can if you want. And, you know, it's like, you know, we live in L.A. It's like you can get amazing vegetables at almost any restaurant you're going to. Yeah. To accompany the fucking tomahawk steak you get. Or yeah. And I also feel like people associate like you're more to that point. Like people associate vegetables with like boring cooking. Like, OK, well, I need to be healthy. So I'm just going to roast this. And that's it's like. Right. Dude, I make pastas where I will fucking put more greens than you could humanly fit into this mm-hmm. pasta. And yeah. it's still a pasta. And it's great. Fuck yeah. The ratios of greens are would be way off to any restaurant, but it's fucking delicious and it's great and it's healthy and it's I nice. had it. Joel and I love this escarole slice from Superfine Pizza. Shout out to Steve. Shout out to Rose's Blue. And it's like, this is good as fucking pepperoni to me. Right. You know, a vegetable slice can be fucking a banger just like a fucking sausage. And you know, you know, I love my sausage, but yeah, the d- vegetables. And I think, you know, like in this moment and obviously in LA specifically, just like vegetables are really highlighted here by a lot yeah. of chefs because of the quality of produce in California. So obviously it's like a good time to be a vegetable lover, but also a good time to be like, I'm going to get some more vegetables in my diet yeah. because it's like, oh, we're, we all want to eat the fun shit, pizza, burger, yeah. steaks, taco, you know, yeah. but it's like, you know, that fucking, I think I was telling you about that sandwich, the, uh, the roasted mushroom French dip over at a Z. It's like, yeah. you eat that sandwich. It's like, you didn't need the meat. Yeah. And obviously I still love getting a French dip, but right. it's like, it doesn't have to be one or the other. There's room for it all. A hundred percent. I feel like, I feel like the Indians have mastered, <laughs> uh, not missing meat when you eat Indian food. Like I never miss meat. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously yeah. it's like, or Ethiopian food, strong flavor profiles. I call bullshit on Ethiopian food. I'm sorry. Oh, shit. Sorry, Shots fired. Oh, Here we go. Oh. He had the number yeah. one show in America, then he got canceled. Hate your coffee? 
Hold on. You should know that I'm half Eritrean, so... <laughs> so I can talk shit. You know, you, shit. you looked that. I, I, was gonna guess, I was gonna guess that when you walked in. No, I just... I don't know, man. The spongy bread never fucking does it for me. I, 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 I actually so really like the injera I, I, bread. I thoroughly yeah. enjoy it. Dude. Really? Like a it's a sourdough. It's like a sourdough pancake. I love it. It's great. With that. Love a savory pancake. I don't know. That chi- the, uh, what's, what's the one where it's just like ground raw beef and butter? I'm like, this is great. Kibe? No, Kibe is when it's fried. Oh. Right. Uh, there's some dish that's just like raw meat and butter and, and like yeah. ghee, and it's like so good. Yeah. Also, your chicken door a lot. You can't go wrong with that. And Maybe. then, yeah, you got a lot of vegetables, a lot of like. Got to go lentils. out to Little Ethiopia, me and you. Oh my god, I take. Gotta, uh, gotta listen, get back there. if you, I, I will. I, I've given it so many shots. I'll keep giving it shots. Hey, it's not for you know. It's like pickled herring. You don't have to I like give everything. It so many shots, and I never really like it. Pickled herring is mm. very divisive. It's sweet. Sweet and fish don't go well together. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, you fucking Jews. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't fucking work. <laughs> but cream cheese, cream cheese and fish does. It seemed like Dan went on that podcast with the intention right. of getting canceled. Dan reached the heights of fame and he hated it. <laughs> and he, he moved to the woods and started eating nothing but elk. Although I don't think you can hear him on Joe Rogan's podcast <laughs> this week. He's on the Ben Shapiro Network this week <laughs> with his new show. Uh, yeah, yeah. You have, you have a new... Um, you have a new show on OAN Network that's that's <laughs> called like uh, Garage Fridges, yeah, no, Garage, garage Fridge Nation. Yeah, Garage that. Garage, garage Freezers. You know who you are. You know who you are, and you know what you like. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh. Um, well, uh, let's. I think this is a, probably a good place to start wrapping up. Let's let's plug all your shit. I mean, you got. You got uh, Green Eggs and Dan podcast. Green Eggs and Dan podcast. Available where all fine podcasts are served. Which, by the way, uh, yes, it's the interview show, which is very, very fun. Uh, but in our hiatus, we started a new thing called Green Eggs and Dan History Bites. I've been seeing those on Instagram. Which are so much fun. Very interesting. Eight episodes, and each one's quick. It's like a 15-minute episode, which is a deep dive into the history of a certain food. A quick bite. A queeby, if you will. A queeby. But it gives you such fun facts, such as the fact about sake. Hit us, hit us with one more fact for the road. Here's a fun fact. Uh, so the croissants. Yes. Everyone thinks it was made in France. France. Guess what, guys? It wasn't. Italy. No. Germany. Spain. Austria. Oh. It was invented in. Oh, the- right. v- like the Viennese baking culture. Yes. Uh-huh. But it wasn't about the baking culture necessarily. It was about in the 1800s. The coffee culture. It was. Why don't you let me fucking I'm trying finish? Trying to guess. Uh, no, it was <laughs> the Austro-Hungarian Empire uh-huh. had just defeated the Ottoman Empire. And to celebrate, I saw that on pay per view actually. That was good. <laughs> Hell of yeah. a fight. Yeah, so- Rogan called it. Rogan yeah, was dude, calling it. Kept you guessing. And uh, to commemorate their defeat over the Ottomans, they uh, made this pastry, which is shaped like a crescent, like the crescent right. that you see. Because they're in, eating like, the Ottoman flag. Exactly. Because the Ottoman has the sliver moon. Exactly. You still see in Turkey's flag. It is flag. a weird flex. Like, we have defeated you in battle. <laughs> well, now we will deliver the final blow by <laughs> turning your flag into a delicious breakfast treat. Well, think, think about like... Well, the, just think about all the time. It wasn't even like a little bit of time went into it. They're just like, we're going to make this last a while. Yeah. <laughs> think about like the chubby nobleman of Vienna. They're like, we will eat your flag <laughs> and we will wash it down with a fine We will brandy. shit out your flag. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great that's a great fact because yeah. you, you can bring that up at any time and look I feel smart. like now if anyone does win a war they should just eat the other person's flag you know what I mean sure <sighs> that's that a flex a good idea that's a flex yeah that's uh, not a bad idea so so that's that's on Spotify and all other platforms oh, where yeah. you find fine podcasts learn factoids like that um, <laughs> yeah, Dan's podcast fact. Raid the Fridge Tuesdays Food Network Food Network it's also uh, you can get the episodes on Food Network Go 
they wanna... finally have gone digital. Food Network, welcome to it's 2022. Kind of Food Network digital. Go, how lazy is that? <laughs> it's, just, it's kind of digital because you still have to like. It should be Food Network to go. Come on, guys. Oh it's right God. there. It's right there. Seriously. Wow. We didn't wow. even say. You know that people sat in a fucking Get at me, meeting Foodie. to do Get that. at me. Everyone was like, Dan, Jim, what do we got? Yeah. Uh, Food Network Go. It worked for HBO. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Okay, man. let's go. Yeah. Break Carl the fucking knocked it out of the park. Come on, like guys. Food seconds. Network, get at me. My legal team will be in touch for you. <laughs> Food Network takeout. Food Network to go. Come on, Come man. On, yeah. guys. Um, anyway, you still need to steal someone's like yeah, password and, to use it. Which, uh, and, thank you, and Mom. You condone. You condone that stealing. I condone it. I condone theft to watch my show. <laughs> yes, please. Um, steal as much as you can. Steal as much. And that's, uh, and Cobra Kai. Well, short. Which is a fun strike show. hard, strike fast. Strike hard, strike fast. And yeah, also, awesome. my policy with feral hogs, and I stand by that policy. <laughs> strike hard, I don't strike need them fast. coming in. And don't abort. <laughs> my pigs are prize winning. They cannot be raped. They need to be ready for showtime. They're going to the Iowa State Fair next month. Well, they can't know. be dealing with post rape trauma. What about the rebellious ones who's like, fuck you, dad? Mm, well, I'm going to rape. I'm going to be raped. Okay, <laughs> All I'm saying is, I'm up on the wall with a 50 cal. Bring it on, feral hogs. <laughs> Bring it the fuck on. Um, you can follow Dan on social media at StandUpDan. Yep. He's always posting very fun Instagram videos of cooking, of, of good food. Um, you can follow Joel at Joel David Miller on Instagram. You can always follow me at Carl Hess on Twitter and Instagram. Follow the pod at YapPod. That's Y-A-P-P-O-D. Um, and we are on the Patreon. Dan and I have that very fun episode where we're at that food event. Uh, drinking some wine, talking to chefs. That's up on the Patreon. Patreon.com. Slash yeah pod, um, and you got to go on iTunes and leave us a rating and review. You got to do it, do it, because it's like we're doing this for you. We're in here we're making content for you, and fresh really, and hot. Episode was great. A lot of pig rape. A lot of pig. Rape. And, and you know what? Three stars. And you know what? That would be an honest review, and that's all I ask from you, folks. That's a all too I much ask. Pig rape. An honest review. So go on there. It always helps. It really does help. It really does help. The algorithm must be satiated. The blood yeah. pyramid with Henley Winkler on top must be satiated. The blood must flow. Also, if anyone out there knows what's in Winkler's fridge, please just email us. Any inside I, tips. We need to know. I need to know what's Let in his fridge. Know. I was about to It's ask just him. like a bunch of gefilte fish because he's just some dirty Jew. Yeah. At this point. Someone, <laughs> someone who's worked for Winkler, yap42069 at gmail.com. Email us. Let us know the inside story. Uh, Dan, thanks so much for joining us, man. Thanks this for having great. me, guys. Yeah. So a- fun. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week. As always, go eat something delicious. Oink, oink.